Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Trunk Club. Trunk Club is an online subscription service that will send you new outfits every month. These outfits are sure to make people ask you what frat you're a part of. Even if you weren't in a frat you'll have an answer for them. Just say some Greek letters and no one will be the wiser. Today on the Anecdotal Experience Podcast, Alec Caro is back. Today is actually his 450th episode. I'm kidding, but he's been on a lot of episodes. Today, we uh, we ended up talking about what's well, like the little the bullshit that you tolerate in your own life. Um, little things. Little things you know are wrong, you shouldn't be doing, but little behaviors that you're not happy about. What are you going to do? How are you going to change them? Are you doing anything to change them? If you are, and you want to be on the Anecdotal Experience podcast, and you want to tell Alec and I about it, well, just me, but Alec will hear it if he listens to your podcast, email theanecdotalexperience at gmail.com, or message me through the Facebook page, or just text me if you have my number. I don't care. Let's do it. A lot of people don't reach out, and they should. This is a fun episode. If you're my father, I don't know, maybe skip this one, Dad. You kind of do what you want. You're a grown man. But I've warned you. Thanks for being here. I love you all. Give me a big kiss. It's the anecdotal experience, BB. Dude, alright. That's true. You win. <laughs> I mean, it just feels like that because we're. We're so used to technology evolving so rapidly that we're like, all right, what's next? Right. You know, uh, I mean, I remember when uh, email was a crazy thing, dude. Do you remember dial up? You remember aim? Yeah, that's, you know, when you would have to like knock out your house's phone lines to have a conversation with somebody. And now that exists in your pocket to the point where it's like it's irritating that people can contact you that easily. Yeah, I don't, I've been thinking about that. Like, the, it used to be easy to blow people off, you know? Like, you would end up blowing people off you didn't want to blow off. Now, you can't blow someone off that you want to blow off. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can. It's just, uh, it's just pretty clear that you don't want to see them, you know? I guess, you know what, that's probably for the best then, because there was probably so many sorry dudes in the past that have been like man this girl i can't get a hold of her um i want to go out with her again i just i can't reach her and i just keep missing her you know and they probably spent maybe years being like man we just can't connect when reality was like dude she was just ghosting your fat ass yeah i didn't i mean it it takes a while to figure that out though you know you just whatever the technology is uh, the assumption, if you want to sleep with someone, is just to say, oh, it's probably just like some sort of fault in the technology. And she really does. Like you, you, uh, you hold on to hope that this person really does want to see you, you know? Yeah. And it's just an accident that they, it got lost in the system somehow, you know? Dude, I actually, you know what's funny? I've had, I had two different experiences to counter both okay to both arguments okay so here's here's uh i i there was one girl she had kind of 
um, stopped mess. She was like real curt with her messaging. Okay, like, but I was interested. I thought, dude, she was she was really. I mean, she had it going on. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna lay out for this one and like really try to pursue it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, but then like the messaging got shorter and shorter, and I'm like, okay what's going on so i so i give her an out okay so i'm like hey you know it seems like this is kind of falling off you know um if you want me to fuck off i will uh no hard feelings i get it uh but just let me know and then and then she messaged me back she was like oh no i've been like busy with the yada blah da 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 and i was like okay like cool all right and she's like i can guarantee hang out with you next tuesday okay Ooh, okay so i was like all right but in my head i knew okay based on the frequency and the stuff you're communicating with me there's no way i'm gonna see this person on tuesday okay uh-huh. so i'm like all right whatever let's see what happens okay so we you know tuesday rolls around i'm like all right let's see and then she texts me this big, you know, just kind of like, oh, my recent relationship stuff, like, blah, blah, blah. I don't think I want to keep doing this. And I was mm-hmm. like, that gave him the out, you know, like I yeah. gave you the out. Like you didn't, uh, you could have like, I don't want to be, I don't want to <laughs> be ghosted, you know? So I'm like, here, I'll give you the out. Just let me move on. Cause I'm, right. you're so, I find you attract, so attractive that I will pursue this at risk of looking like an idiot because I don't care. Because I'm like, who knows, man? I'm holding on. So, anyway, she didn't take the out, and then she waits two days. I don't, then my, you know, I can't do anything on Tuesday, and I did have other plans I could have gone to, but, you know, I, I had, you know, I can't be like, She hey. wasted your time. Yeah, because yeah. Because she didn't, it, it, goes, uh, it goes against people's nature to just be honest like that, especially, uh, I mean, I don't know a lot about, Los Angeles, but I uh, hear that that's sort of uh, culturally uh, persistent. That people will would rather lie to you and tell you that they'll meet up with you when they really don't intend to. You know, yeah, it's just natural, right? And I, you know what, I'm a bit of a coward myself. You know, I get that. You know, I'm trying to be better, but I understand the inclination. So that's why I was like, hey. Let me make this easy for you. You can politely tell me to beat it and yeah. we'll be cool. I get it, you know? And then it was like, well, no, 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 no. Well, you know, I, I want this to be entirely, you know, I don't know. Who knows what it was, but. I think the only winning move there would have been to say, uh, I don't know, man. You have to be, it's a supply and demand sort of situation so if you make your when you make yourself scarce uh you you become more valuable sure but the, the risk there is that like they won't see that value but you have to sort of like uh hint at a little bit of value or bluff a little bit of extra value by not being super available yeah. they say well i used to work at a dog kennel my uncle's dog kennel and uh, they would tell us in the training video that if someone calls the dog kennel uh, and uh, they want to, like, bring the dog by for an assessment instead of saying, like, oh, yeah, we're open all three days. 
you pick two days and specific times. So that way it seems like you have stuff on the books. Yes. Like uh, you give them two options and it makes it seem like uh, you're popular enough that you don't have infinite options. You know, I do understand that. And I guess for me, I'm at the point in my life where I'm not trying to play that game. Cause eventually she's going to realize I'm a loser. Right. So why not just act like a loser to begin be like, a little desperate to begin you know i'm just like look, i'm not like i'm not <laughs> why bad. are you why are you why are you assessing yourself as a loser no but i okay it's it's not that i'm assessing myself as a loser but i'm not trying to be like ooh, i'm a busy man and i'm gonna play a little bit hard to get i'm gonna be a little coy i'm just gonna be like no i've told you like i think you're really attractive and i'm i'm like trying to pursue this further and maybe i should be a little cooler and be a little more aloof but i i just don't care enough and if someone responds to that and they're like well i wish you were a little more aloof i wish you had a it, it seemed like at least like you had a little few more options i'd be like well then you know i don't want to i don't want you to like me because other people seem to like me i want you to be i want you to be like this guy's cool and i'm glad no one else wants him because then I get them. You know <laughs> what? No, that's wrong. Your theory is so wrong. How so? Uh, well, I mean the the whole goal of uh, like it sounds it sounds weird to say tricking someone into going on a date with you, sure. but it's like uh, the first couple of maneuvers are tactical maneuvers, and the goal is to put yourself in a situation where you actually get to spend time with someone and give them the opportunity to get to know you, you know what I mean? And give them the opportunity to fall in love with you or give them the opportunity to see that you have something of value, but those, you can't do that like in a first chance meeting in a bar very easily. And you can't do that through text messaging. So it's just like the first couple moves are a little bit of a, a flim flam, uh, card trick sort of situation and then once you get on the actual date that's when you start like being genuine in that interaction but you do want to uh demonstrate value uh up until that point oh and having friends or having uh having friends who like you or being busy because you're a popular guy are both ways to do that you know there's other ways of doing it too because they're just two that's pretty true. easy ways. I, but i should mention i had been on two dates with this girl already yeah did you know that well did i mean, you assume that I did not know that. I did not know that. Well, I mean, it seems like maybe she just wasn't that interested, I guess. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. That's why I said, hey, if you're not that interested, <laughs> now's the time to tell me. But she's like, no, no, right, no, I'm right, interested. Right. What did she, so what did she have going for her aside from being hot? Um, She was interesting. She was interesting. Like, she was cool. She had opinions and stuff. Uh, like, what were the, what, like, what were those? She just she was a good time. She was funny. She she was funny. She like she was fun to funny. spend time with. But for the most part, dude, she looked yeah, she looked she looked really good. I was she was my type and ultimately yeah, I mean I whatever. But yeah, for sure. And you did not you did not hook up. Like you didn't sleep together. No. Uh I mean sometimes in those situations the best play is just to be like 
yo, I really want to sleep with you because you're super fucking hot. Not always, but sometimes that's the play. Should have shot the moon. And that's a that's a more difficult play to make now than it used to be. I will say that. Yeah, I don't know uh, how it works. It's a risky. For me, it's a risky maneuver, but uh, in some ways, the riskiness of that maneuver uh, shows bravery. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't do that for sure, but maybe that's yeah. where I messed up. I should have done the counterintuitive thing. <laughs> oh, okay, then I have the other story. Okay. The counterpart. Okay, so I I had gone on this date with this girl, okay? And it was it was good, Um, and we, we did hook up, okay? So... And I kind of like, I feel like girls message a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I understand. Like, you you definitely, if you sleep with someone, you should definitely, you you know, you owe them. Yeah, you know, and I, I usually, I expect that. So I expect a little more communication from them. Um, and this From was, someone you slept with? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Um, but this, like, I wasn't really getting anything from her, you know? Uh, and I kind of, like, messaged her a few times, and I was like, you know, just, uh, being, like, friendly and cool, like, hey, what's going on? Curious about what you're up to. And she was very aloof, okay? And, um, I had a really bad sunburn on my back, so I had, like, a bunch of dead skin on my back, which, all like, everything that was going through my head was, like, I got a bunch of dead skin in her bed. She was mad about that. She thought it was gross. Because she was very, you know, she was giving me messages, like, yeah, cool dude. Nice dude. Huh? Nice one. Very sure. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm like, all right. Well, I was my dead skin on and she didn't like what I did. She thought it was She wasn't engaging in conversation. Yeah, so I thought she was trying to tell me to beat it, okay? But mm-hmm. in the midst of this, I was like, yeah, we should definitely hang out again. And just to like feel if she wanted to hang out. So that's what I said. All right? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I could I could do that. And I was like, are you eating a snack right now? No, I'm um, installing. I'm, are you recording? Yeah. Oh fuck! I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know. No, I didn't know. You didn't tell. No, me. I don't. I never tell. Anyway. Um. So. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, that'd be cool. And then she says, well, maybe like next Wednesday or Thursday, which is pretty far in the future. Okay. So I think. Right. All right. Oh, we'll see. I was like, okay, next. Next Thursday works for me. She's like, okay, that's fine. I was like, all right. Uh, and I'd left my sweatshirt at her apartment. Okay. So on purpose. No, absolutely not. I like that sweatshirt. Um, and yeah, but I mean, that's, that's like, uh, that's an anchor. That's another maneuver too. That's anchoring. I, if I would have seen the sweatshirt and remembered, I would have taken it. I was not anchoring, but I was not anchoring. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just left it. I'm an idiot. So anyway, I'm like, okay, well I'm going to see if she follows up. All right. If she follows up before the date, then it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, let's see, let's see what happens. Anyway, Thursday rolls around. She doesn't follow up, so I'm like, well, that was it. My gross dead skin on my back and whatever I did that night was not good. <laughs> she was not interested in doing it again. So that Friday, she texts me and she says, well, I guess the sweatshirt's mine. And I was like, what the, what is going on? Like, what are you, 
you didn't. So anyway, that was a situation where I was getting, I felt I was like, all right, I'm, I get the point. I got it. Yeah. All right. Time to scram. And then she texts me. She's like, dude, you didn't follow up. What's the matter with you? You scheduled it and then didn't do anything. Uh-huh. And I and I told her, I was like, well, I don't, I did, you just didn't seem responsive. So she says, well, I, I'm busy and I don't text a whole lot. I told you that. And I was like, all right, okay, my bad. So we, we did, we like, we hung out again. It was cool. But it was definitely something where you can't, you know, because with the other girl, I felt like, you know, I'm really pushing this thing and I'm not getting much of a response back. So I get the point. And when with this one, I was like, Okay, if she doesn't, I'm gonna hold off. And then it was like, dude, where are you? Where are you? So my point is, you never know. So if you're into it, just go for it. I wouldn't say you never know. I would say that uh, like uh, you have you have certain criteria, and you can make an educated guess about it. And uh, I mean, the more that you have those interactions, the more patterns you're able to recognize. My point is, okay, you never know, because sometimes you might send a text to someone saying, hey, here's your out. I I am asking you a question. <laughs> I need to know, are you into this or not? If not, totally cool. Uh, but if you are, okay, I am. So, what's up? And then they could text you, yeah, I'm into it, and then text you two days later and be like, nah, JK. So you really don't know because you can ask them definitively like, do, are you into this? And they might say yes when they mean no. They might just lie to you. Right. Lie to your, well, not even your face. Yeah, lie to my, yeah. And it was over text too. So anyway, I but I mean, I do bullshit like that all the time too. I'm not proud of it, but. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to do less of that. Less of what? Bullshit. What type of bullshit do you do? What type of bullshit do I do? What's your bullshit move, know, just, dude? My bullshit move. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm trying not to is what I'm saying. Like this summer, mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, working at the bike shop. I was working at a bike shop in Brooklyn. And uh, a girl walked in, cute girl. And uh, she liked me. And... I could have asked for her number while she was in there. Could have. And I decided, you know what? I'm not going to because I'm already kind of dating someone and that's going pretty well. And I don't need to like throw more uh, complexity into my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I let her walk out. And then my coworker came up and started like dancing around me, giddy, like a school child and uh goading me into getting her number he's like dude run out there right now you gotta get her number you gotta and i was like i don't i don't need to and he said get out there right now and yeah. i said fine and i walked out the door and i was like hey my coworker just uh harassed me into coming out here and getting your phone number uh and she was happy she was overjoyed and uh we exchanged numbers and uh we started texting and after a couple days of texting I figured out that this person uh, uh, always carries a taser on her, okay. uh, takes Krav Maga lessons, uh, and is like always on, always intense, always doing bits to the point where she has no genuine interactions. And I was like, wow, this is not going to work out. 
And uh, wait, did you realize this? Much, did you realize this over text or did you hang out? Over text, over text, yeah. Oh. She wanted to get a drink. And she asked me a couple days in, hey, do you want to get a drink? And I just said, you know what? I'm going to be honest, you seem pretty intense. Uh, you seem like you're always on. Uh, you seem like like you have a lot of energy. And I uh, I just know me. And I know that, uh, unfortunately, you're not my type. And I don't think it'll work out. And she got pissed off. And uh, then she was like, you know what? She turned it around so that she could feel okay about it. She's like, I deserve better than you. I said, okay, go get her. Go get him, girl. And uh, that was it. That was the end of that. It felt good to just straight up be like, this is not a, I'm reading the text messages that you were sending me and they are telling me not to spend time with you. Dude, respect, dude. Cause that does, you can Mm. say it in a, you said it in a polite way, like, look, just like energy wise, no, like, um, it's not what I too much. Right. She's just too much. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I think in the past I would have just like ghosted. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, and it's because it's hard to be because you asked her out. You know, what I mean, you made the effort, and then she, you whatever amount of time she spent texting you or being somewhat present and engaged in whatever that relationship is and then you mm-hmm. and then sometimes you feel like well i do owe them a, at least a date you know i do owe them a drink or something like that mm-hmm. um but i i respect that because just understanding like you know what this isn't what i thought it was going to be and i've lost interest and i don't want to waste their time and my own right yeah I don't know. Well, when you buy something from the hardware store, not to objectify women, but give me a second sure. to objectify this girl. Uh, when you buy something from the hardware store, it's a lot easier to return it if you figure out that it's not what you need before you open the packaging. Oh, you know? yeah, okay. Because otherwise, you got to like scotch tape the package back together and make it look presentable to the point where it's like maybe they'll take it back if you like give them a hard time about it. And they'll like give you a heavy sign, call their manager over. Uh, yeah, at some point you're but, gonna have to disappoint them and be like, "Nope," you know, like, "Okay, I went." Now I kept I, yeah. I kept the receipt. I kept my purchase in the plastic bag from the store, so it's very obvious that it was just like, uh, you know what, changed my mind pretty quick on that. Yeah, sometimes that sometimes that's the best. I think that's a good analogy too, because you know, it, things become more difficult to return as time goes on. Yeah. And it's kind of embarrassing. Dude, I've known so many people that have like waited to return their coat that doesn't fit them. My, their their <laughs> metaphoric coat that doesn't fit them, you know? And they're just like, no, it fits. It fits good. I like it. It's nice. It's a good color. It's nice. Uh, I'll grow into it. It'll be, and it's like, dude, you didn't grow an inch since you were in sixth grade, man. This is not working. Two years and later. After a certain point, you just own the fucking coat. Yeah, dude. You just own it. Yeah, man. Donate it to the goodwill. Yep. Is this misogynistic? No, because it goes both ways. Okay. Dude, yeah, you're right. I've you're been, right. I've been someone's oversized coat, dude. <laughs> I've been plenty of people's oversized coat. I was this girl's oversized coat. Um, yeah. You know, she was just, it didn't fit, but she thought maybe she could make it fit. 
Uh, and I and I the you know the retailer called and said, "Hey, how are you liking that coat?" She said she liked it fine. Uh huh. But no, so yeah, we're all. It's it works both ways, man. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Is this is this what you wanted to to rap about today? Is uh, sure uh, texting politics? No, I think. Oh, well, okay. I think it's um, just. I, I think general bullshit that you do and you're trying to not do anymore. Oh, uh, growing up habits I'm trying to grow out of. Yeah. Uh, wasting my time, I guess I keep deleting, uh, I keep deleting apps from my phone in an effort to not waste time. Uh, I've been using that screen time limiting app. The one that like babysits you and tells you, that you've been watching YouTube too long. Okay. Uh, so I'm trying, I'm trying to uh, not play video games because I need to progress my life because I'm 30 years old and I'm broke all the time. So maybe uh, instead of having a hobby where I spend uh, at least an hour a day, uh, usually a little bit more playing a digital card game on a phone, maybe, I don't know, find out a way to make more money uh because money you don't make money i don't care about having a lot of money most of the time money is not important to me i think uh i think capitalism is gross i think uh just like the whole concept of uh people's value being measured by the amount that they make in an hourly wage or the amount that they have in a bank account or what they do for a living uh it's shitty but uh, I, I think that it's a game that I kind of just have to, uh, suck it up and play for a couple of years. If I want to, I don't know, not be, uh, borderline gutter punk forever. Yeah. Gutter punk is not cute. It's not cute. It's not cute anymore. It's not cute after 30. It's cute in your twenties. You know, you're you're like uh, to be a walking Green Day album. Yeah, yeah. No, I I feel that, dude. So, how is that coming? How is the what are you what are you spending your time on when the app says, "Hey, you've been on, um, you've been on Hearthstone Hearthstone for too long, dog. Maybe you should read a book." Uh, book reading is still hard. I'm working on it. Like I'm carrying a book around with me everywhere. And when the opportunity arises, I'll take the book out and look at it and say to myself, I'm going to read that in a few minutes and maybe I'll open it and I'll read a page and a half and then get distracted by something. But I'm like almost looking for something to distract me. You yeah. know, I'm hoping that something will interrupt this reading of a book because sure. it's painfully slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's a, it's, a good way to get information and process it into wisdom because you're forced to go through the process. You're forced to focus on it. I used to really enjoy reading books. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to do that. I've been exercising. Oh, how's been that doing going? a lot of push-ups. Nice. Uh, push myself off the ground over and over again. Uh, I, I keep throwing my back out, but my health is better than it's been in, uh, Shit, dude, since high school. My physical health, my physical body, 
is in the best shape that it's been in 12 years. Really? Yeah. With the exception of, uh, with the exception of my back, which goes out all the time and some like weird muscular, uh, pain and spasms that I get, but that's like something that, uh, that was like the wake up call that I needed to start eating correctly and that I needed to start exercising and needed to start taking sleep seriously. So you're cutting out the bullshit, the bullshit being no sleep, uh, like the bullshit being, out, bullshit being, uh, cheese doodles. Okay. Uh, like cookies, uh, sitting on the couch taking ubers i don't know gross i ride my bike everywhere okay so you are that's so one you're awesome moving along. thing about, huh you're moving along you're making i'm progress. improving i'm yeah. improving yeah yeah but i'm not i haven't improved financially okay uh and i think that that's the next step i think that's the next point of focus is to get uh start taking steps towards having uh, like a real career instead of like hopping like a, a frog from lily pad to lily pad uh, as far as jobs are concerned. Because right now I'm, I'm doing background acting, 40 hours a week, background acting. And it's fun. It's weird, you know, Yeah. to meet people who their, their job uh, is wearing someone else's clothes and pantomiming in the background of a television show attracts a certain kind of person. Yeah. Uh, and I like hanging out with those people and I like the variety of the work. Uh, and I like seeing everything else that goes on behind the scenes. Cause that's like, that's cool shit, dude. The amount of coordination that it takes and the amount of people just like full out giving it their all for 16 hours a day sometimes um, to create a movie or a TV show is, is pretty unbelievable. Uh, and it's like a crash course in like different management styles, really. Uh, but I make $13 an hour, uh, for, for most of that time until I get into overtime. Yeah. So, and it's not okay. Cause I did that too. And yeah. the realization I had while doing it is because people get into it and it's exciting because you're like, oh, I've, I'm in it, right? Like I'm in the, I'm on set, I'm in the industry. I'm, I'm on TV. You're on TV even. And even like my father, I swear he's listening right now, never been more proud of me or never been more vocally proud of me until I was in the background of a scene on Grey's Anatomy, you know? Which it's mm -hmm. so it's like impressive to people because they're like you made it onto the TV. It's insane, you know. Yeah, it's like, you did it. Yeah, but it's but so and then it has this like hype to it that you think it's exciting. But the reality of that job is it's McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You are so disconnected from like the act, the talent, or the crew. There's no sort of like yes. upward mobility. Yeah, well, there's upward mobility, but it plateaus at like union background. Yeah, or, or featured if extra. You keep grinding at it. Yeah, featured extra. 
if you get good enough at that, maybe you can get some recognition and start getting like some principal gigs and slowly work your way up to like stand it uh, <laughs> guy in the background who has a couple lines, you know? Right. Uh, but it's a painstaking process. There's like much better ways to, uh, to uh, move up the, the ladder and not the least of which is just like being a fucking PA, you know, being the, the grunt, uh, on the actual production crew, uh, there's so many places that you can go from there. You know, you can, you can, <laughs> it's crazy that, uh, like set decoration and props are two different, like drastically different departments for some reason, even right. though you would think that those would be pretty much the same thing. Um, you can work in wardrobe, you can do hair, you can do makeup, you can be the guy who holds the boom microphone over his head, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, there's just, like, shit tons of jobs available. And all of them get treated way better than background actor, which is, like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. Yes. They treat you like like uh, like stray cast that they've herded onto the set in order to serve some weird purpose. You know, you eat last last you get the worst food everyone's always yelling at you and asking you what your number is instead of what your name is For sure uh and it's dehumanizing but i don't know dude it's still fun it is definitely fun. enjoy it yeah it is it is and i'm not you're right all that's true including the part that it is fun like you meet cool people like i had some seriously good hangs and the thing was i was working with the same people because it was all these like 18 to play older or whatever like people that looked like me or looked like they could potentially be a cop or something. So every time I'd see Antoine, it was like, oh, Antoine, we're here again, you know? And it was a good hang. And it is, you have so much downtime, you really do develop really cool friendships and stuff. But the fact of the matter is that you can't, it's easy to stay in it, but that job does not go anywhere. Dude. Yeah, dead ends. Nothing fulfilling. I mean, you could do, you could be like, you could be like a stand-in and that's where it tops out. And that's like, that's a, that's <laughs> like, you. I remember thinking like, there were people that it were in the background community that were, their aspiration was to be someone's stand-in. And I'm like, that is the saddest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> Which is great. The thing that I love about uh, stand-ins is it's just people who, like, if you go to a party and you see a guy and you're like, that guy reminds me of someone and you squint at him for like five minutes and you're like, oh, my God, that guy looks almost like Matt Damon. Yeah. You know, and then that guy's job is to stand where Matt Damon is going to stand. Right. For 20 minutes while the photographer, the director of photography sets up a shop. You know? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's not Which a... is <laughs> I guess it's a fine job, but it's not like you get to be Matt Damon, you know? Yeah. You don't get any of Matt Damon's superpowers. No, you don't. It's it's basically it's people were excited about making fifty dollars an hour. Not even fifty, it's like less than that. Maybe like thirty dollars an hour, which is good money, I know. But it's like you make thirty dollars an hour whenever he's working to not be Matt Damon and then also eat right before the extras <laughs> eat, you know? 
to get yeah, yeah, yeah. two taquitos. The guy that looks yeah. like Matt Damon. The guy that looks like Matt Damon can eat now. Yeah. Everyone else can eat thirty seconds. As later. soon as he takes the last two chicken taquitos, <laughs> the extras are welcome to the beans and rice that are left. Yeah. Oh man, taquitos look so good. Yeah. So what's the uh, what's the your what's your goal? What's your goal now? Like what what's what's the step? Are you trying to do something in film? Are you just trying to get something that makes a little more cash? I don't cash? think so. I don't think I mean, yeah, make more cash. Uh I mean just I want to set up a life for myself where I have uh enough income that I'm not nervous about whether I'm going to be able to uh, make enough money for rent in the last week of the month. Yeah. You know? Yep. That is what I would like to consistently just say, this is my apartment and I can afford to live here. It might be expensive, but I know I can cover it, you know, because right now I'm in the worst apartments that I could imagine uh, because it's what I can afford and it's still hard to squeak by. Yeah. So, I mean, not to be in that situation anymore. Uh, I think step one of that is get out of New York City for me. Yeah. Uh, because I think, like, I could find a way to make it work here, but then I would still be stuck in a place that I hate. And that's not gonna. It's not gonna help. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a couple of possible outs I could uh, move back to Cincinnati for a little while to save up because that's a place where cost of living is so cheap that if I like got a job at P and G or something, uh, I could save up enough money to move in under a year. I could move home for a couple months and try and get, uh, enough work that I can like save up enough to make a move. Or I could just, uh, find a desk job, like a salary job in Los Angeles using, um, some sort of, resume that makes me look competent in the field uh there's a i'm applying to jobs at shimano which is a bike parts company and i have uh the management experience and the sales experience and the bike experience necessary to secure one of those positions but then i'm still like uh a guy who drives to an office five days a week and what's wrong uh, with that complains about monday and gets excited about friday what's wrong with that i i don't feel uh, I get real antsy in an office, man. Dude, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Dude, I bitching know, about I know. Mondays and eating cake on people's birthdays is not a bad existence, dude. I don't. They'll I, get you cake on your birthday. Didn't like it. I don't like. I don't eat cake. So it's it's sugar and bread. That's the two things that I'm trying most to avoid. But the point is, on your birthday, people celebrate. Dude, I got the biggest cake. The last, my last birthday, I got the biggest cake I ever got from anyone, including my mom and dad, from the company I worked at. I worked there for two months, and they gave me a huge cake, dude. Felt what good. kind of cake? Chocolate with like fudge in the middle. Ooh. It was like a thirty-dollar cake, dude. That's nice. Yeah, dude, felt good, man. Offices, what? What do you, were you just trying to be a gutter punk? Like, oh, I'm a gutter punk. I don't sit in a chair and I don't type on a... It's not about gutter punk. It's about like, uh, just 
having a job that's uh, literally hands-on or that takes you outdoors or takes you to a different location every day or every week, you know, uh, where there's some sort of variety. I think that some people look at consistency as a comfort. I look at consistency as uh, ultimately frustrating. Yeah. Uh, like if there's no difference in the challenges and opportunities that are being presented to me every day, uh, I lose interest. And maybe that's my, maybe that's my problem. You know, maybe it's like, I need to just accept that, uh, life gets boring and you got to live it. But I don't know. I'm not really willing to just like bend over and take that right now. Yeah. But maybe I need to, maybe that's like, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a way out. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to like compare it to what I have and why. Cause I don't have that like existential crisis of, you know, going in on Monday and being like the same shit, you know, cause I don't, I don't feel that way. And it could just be the industry I'm in, you know, I think that's, I think is what my job actually is. Uh, you know, cause to a degree it's like, it sucks dude. Cause it's difficult. You know, it takes a lot of, it's exhausting mentally, but I think I enjoy going in because it's not the same bullshit every day. You know, I talk to other people in the company and they're, they're doing the same shit. You know, they're doing every day is the same or they, or even worse, they have to deal with people. You know, they have to deal with disgruntled people and they have to placate and they have to consider other people's emotions and they, you know, and I'm like, dude, that's a, that'll suck the soul out of you. Mm. What will thinking about other people's emotions? Dude, I cannot deal with people and they're, they're just, you know, people being mad or people, oh, it doesn't work this way. Or people, we got to wait on this guy's decision. We got to do this. And what about what's he think? Oh, what about over here? Like, what's that guy going to do? I don't know. Wait, this guy's got something to say about this. Like that stuff is, yeah, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I'm not polite. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just don't have the ability to sit. I even like meetings, man. I can hardly sit in a meeting. I don't like to communicate. You don't like to communicate? In a professional context, I've realized that, no, I'm not, that is not my gift, dude. Mm. I'm good at the communicating part. Well, there's plenty of jobs for you, dude. They're not good, Give me one. Oh, no. You want a customer? Would you be good at this? Would you be good at... Um, like being, uh, what do they call them? A c- account manager? Customer service representative, account manager. Yeah, so you I don't know what that is. Basically, I mean, I, I could definitely do it, but I have no idea what it is. Basically, people uh, paid a bunch of money. A client paid a bunch of money to use your product, okay? Um, yeah. And they paid so much money that they are never happy about the product. They pay uh-huh. so much that they think it should never be broken, which is totally fair. Uh, they think yeah. it should never be broken and it should do things that it doesn't do. And when it does fail, that it, they want their money back or they want some sort of answer. And rightful, a lot of times, dude, rightfully so. So you got these people yelling at you all the time. Meanwhile, none of this stuff is your fault. It's someone like me. It's someone that like me. It's my fault. But you have mm. to deal with... Uh, you have to deal with 
they're they're mad at you and then your manager's mad at you because they're mad at you and they're not going to renew their contract it's just are, would you be good at that yeah man i mean that's my life already that's half the jobs i've had and also all of the relationships that i've had pretty much it's just someone being mad about something that may or may not have to do with you yeah but I don't know. For me, if that's in my life, if someone's mad at me for something that is without of my control or something that, you know, I'm done. If someone's mad about something and I don't feel bad about what they're mad at, you know this about me. I'm I don't feel bad. I'm like I'm sorry that you I'm sorry that you had too high of expectations for me. Um, yeah. now maybe you'll lower them. Maybe you thought too highly of me. Um, and that was your first mistake. I'm sorry I didn't live up to your expectations, but understand, I have no intention of changing as a person. Do you, do you say that to people? No, <laughs> but I don't. I'm not like, I don't feel bad when, you know, someone's like, oh, we thought, you know, or like my parents, if they're like, well, you're not coming home for Christmas. Like, oh, Joe, like, you. I mean, they're not like, they're really cool. But let's say, for instance, they're like, oh, sure. man, like, you're a shit son, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be, I'd just be like, that's fair. Um, yeah. And you should know by now, I'm 29, you've known me for 29 years, that I'm not a great son, you know? Like, I'm not going to, it's you calling me a shit son isn't going to be like, well, I need to prove I'm not a shit son, you know, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. I was home for Thanksgiving. It was cool. I'll see you in April. I'm going to meet up with you in Arizona and it'll be good. You know, I'm granted my parents are like, oh, cool. That'll be that'll be nice. You know, we understand. But, you know, yeah. I've been in situations where people have been like, oh, man, what a what a bad guy. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. Like, and I get it. That's in your eyes. I'm a bad guy. But that's uh, I don't feel bad. Good, you should not feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What other bullshit? What other bullshit am I cutting out of my life? Or or not. Maybe you're not, but what do you notice? Mm. I don't know. I struggle with monogamy. Oh yeah? I don't know if that's I don't know if it's if it's possible. For me, I mean, I, I hope that like at some point in my life, I meet the right person where I feel like, oh, this person has, uh, has, has me covered in so many areas of my life that like, I don't need to look to, uh, other women to support me emotionally or satisfy me physically or, um, like, if, uh, sense of humor is so important, you know? So you can have a girl who's like, uh, smart and gorgeous and the sex is great, but she's not funny. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, Oh no, I got to go find a funny chick to sleep with. So I can have that, uh, that area covered, you know, so I can have coverage in that department. And I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel like that, but I don't know. I just do. Sex is a lot of it, I guess. What? Just to be like, I don't know. I just, I feel I'm an animal. I'm an animal. Mm -hmm. Human beings are animals. And as an animal, I just want to put my dick in everything, you know? Yeah. I don't, 
I, here's my theory. There will come a time where I think this will happen. You may say no, and I don't know. This is totally me speculating, but I feel like there's supposed to come a time when you don't want to put your dick in everything. You want uh-huh. you, you, there comes a time where you just think, you know what? Even though I'm not, this person's not funny. They're they're everything but funny, or maybe they're everything but smart. You still are like, I'm done putting my dick in all the things, man. I got to cut it out. Like, I'm not interested in that anymore. So I think a time does come. Like, your curiosity is satisfied. You've done it. You've been around the world. You've, mm. and uh, I think, I don't know, though. I keep hoping I'll reach that point. Has not happened yet. So it's new and interesting every time. I mean, everyone, everyone's a little bit different. I've definitely raised my standards. I've definitely um, no longer interested in sleeping with people who I don't feel like uh, are special or interesting, you know. Uh, but there's a lot of special and interesting girls out there. Yeah. So I don't know. I keep hoping. I keep hoping that uh, my libido will shut down or uh, I'll meet someone who uh, just makes me feel some kind of way. But um, I feel like I'm getting, I, I don't know, I get closer. Uh, right now, I'm dating someone who uh, is like fucking awesome, you know? Uh, a, a, a talented person, a sweet person, funny, but uh, my, eyes, my eyes wander. Hmm. Can't help it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're alone in that. I think it'll... No, I don't think so. I think it's pretty universal. And, you know what, dude? I think you're... I I do think it'll always, to some degree, be a struggle. I think you can't... You ask every married man, um, you know, if that's... If he's always looking at his wife and his eyes aren't wandering, I think they're always going to be like, yeah, dude, I'm looking at butts and boobs all damn day, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what butts and boobs. You know what you need to do? What? He, Please. You here's a theory. And I think this is totally I think women kind of like cuz men are bad. Men are savages. Um women are savages too, but I think to a degree men are more inclined to be staring at but this is this is the hetero world. I think Men are more inclined to be staring at butts and boobs than women are staring at pecs and dicks. So, I think women don't mind as much when their man gets unattractive. When he goes bald and he gets a little fat. You know? Because I feel like she knows, okay, this dude, even if he is looking at other women, he doesn't he's not that temptation is not there because he is not fuckable yeah so which sucks you know so i think it's like both ways but um thanks but i think that's for the best because i think women are i think i don't know i think heterosexual women are far less uh less inclined to cheat I, uh, I don't know. Okay. Maybe am I wrong? In your experience, am I wrong? From what you know of people, I feel like they're less likely to. They're less. They're less inclined to cheat, but they still definitely do. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, it's not like it's rare. It's just less frequent. I definitely think it means something more insidious when when it does happen, too. I I heard Amy Schumer talk about this one time. Um, She said that. She was like, if a guy cheats, it's obviously like, it's, you know, it's a bad thing to do. And it's like, it really just messes up your relationship. You know, think you can't, it's really hard to mend that. But definitely if a woman cheats, it definitely means there's a larger problem in the relationship. This is what she said. Mm-hmm. Because for a woman to cheat, it probably means something more than just like I wanted something physical. Yeah, there's like an emotional need that's now being met a lot of the times. Right. But I mean, but sometimes it is sexual, you know? Yeah. I think you gotta, I think you gotta try, dude. I think that's what it is. If you're in a relationship, you just gotta, you know, if you're with a girl, even when the times when you don't want to try, you gotta just, you gotta make someone feel uh, like you got their back and like you think they're attractive and uh, that they're the only person for you, you know, and it's not always, it's not always easy and it's not always like the way you feel, but you gotta put in the effort. Yeah. Got to fake it, dude. <laughs> okay. What do you fake think? It. What do you think of that? I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, I no. I mean, I feel like you're wrong, but I don't I, know I, any better cuz I'm also 30, you know? So like what the fuck do we know? I well, but we can talk about our own experiences. Yeah. And stuff we've seen on TV. Mhm. Why? What's wrong with what I said? Uh, I don't know. I don't think that you should just like fake it till you make it. I think a lot of people end up unhappy because they try to do that. Uh, I know. Uh, I know someone who, like, a, a mother of one of my childhood friends, um, got d- just left her husband. Jeez. When she was, I think, like fifty. So, like, her daughter has grown up in her 20s out of the house, and she's just like, you know what? I never wanted to marry this dude. I married this dude because my parents thought it was a good idea, and now I'm just out. I wasted 25 years of my life, and I'm done with that. And now she's, like, out having some bid-to-end-of-life crisis (laughs) where she's trying to live her best life, but it's just, like, uh, it's not going to take, man. It's just not going to happen because the time in her life where uh, she could live the way that she wants to live is over. And now she's trying to like cobble something else together in in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's kind of like, dude, you missed that boat. I'm sorry, but you just you got a decent thing going here now. And I know it's not ideal, (laughs) but you missed that boat to like, I guess. No, I mean, I think the the lesson to take from that is just don't marry someone that you don't want to marry and have a 25 year relationship and raise a kid with them. If that's not what you want to do. And if that is what you end up doing, uh, definitely, walk away as soon as you realize that you want to walk away and that you can walk away, but don't act like you're just going to start from scratch. Now, uh, you got to take what you have because you've accumulated 
a certain amount of cred. You've accumulated certain skills, and those are the ones that are going to have to get you through the rest of the game. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. And to your point, to bring it back around to you wanting to, you know, have sex with everything, it's, mm. you know... Don't get married now, because that's not your authentic self, you know. Because then, yeah. and you're gonna have in the fourth quarter, you're gonna be, who was that? Your aunt? Well, no, your friend's no, aunt. It was my mom's. My, it used to. She used to be my mom's best friend. Okay. And now they don't even talk anymore. Because she went wacky. Because uh, she's just gone off the deep end. Yeah. She's out. She's out somewhere in the world, just living living her uh, her own life selfishly. Which is like not to say that she shouldn't do that, right. but it's like, all right, well, my mom's pretty cool. She threw away a friendship with my mom. That sucks for her. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah, I, I think definitely do life in order. You know, like when you're ready to not be selfish and you're ready to be selfless, maybe you have a mm-hmm. wife. Maybe you have a husband. Maybe you have a kid. You know. Mhm. Mhm. But if you're trying to be, you know, if you're not ready, then you're gonna, you're gonna have that quarter, you know, that three quarter life crisis, dude. <laughs> which is not, which is, which is even less cute than a gutter punk, a thirty year old gutter punk, dude. Oh no! Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, at least the 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 middle aged gutter punk is like has some sort of. Uh, credit he's out there doing it you know that's an unenviable position but i still respect it right yeah (laughs) for committing that hard to your uh to your adolescent convictions at some point all punks grow up and they like uh they end up having kids and then they're just like tattooed dads who uh have the ability to play a musical instrument yep yep you just uh life you turn into you just you know you can't a lot of times people are afraid of change and you gotta change you can't be a 50 year old gutter punk it's just absurd no you can't i've seen it how's that existence it's fine it's doable in a place like cincinnati yeah you're right you're right you're right you know what i don't know uh, who am I? That's what I love about Cincinnati, man. It's like you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. Right. And uh, the cost of living is just like so good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's a commercial for Cincinnati, Ohio, baby. Yeah. I mean, I really am thinking about going back there really? for a while. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I, don't, I, don't uh, I mean, it's if it, if it seems pretty equivalent to financially living in my mother's basement because the rent is so cheap there and the cost of living is so cheap there that it's like, I might as well just be uh, doing that as opposed to like forking my mom $300 for living in the basement. I'll just pay $300 to have an actual apartment in Cincinnati Yeah, or stay with friends. I have friends out there, but in New York, no one's got space for me. No one's got a couch that I can sleep on. And I don't even want to sleep on a couch. Yeah, I want to sleep in a bed. You can like have I'm a your thirty-year-old man with back problems. I want to sleep in a bed. Yeah, yeah. You can't be sleeping on. You can't. You can't be crashing, dude. I can, but I don't want to. You need to be staying. I like, in. I'd like to be past that point. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I've, I've done it, dude. I slept. I slept on a couch. I slept. I lived out of my car. 
for for a year, I lived pretty much out of my car and crashed on couches. Um, one time, I didn't have any place to stay in the city. I stayed with my friend Kevin's couch and uh, had to put up with his girlfriend. And she was she's terrible. She's a terrible person. Uh, I just had to. I just had no choice but to be the guy who slept on her couch and was subservient to her. You know, mm-hmm. I owed her. So sleeping on her couch. Sure did. Fuck. Fuck. No thanks. Maybe next time you're on the podcast, you're back in uh, back in that same apartment. Back in Cincinnati. Yeah, back in the old apartment. Back in the old apartment. Uh, I doubt if it's available. Mm. Uh, well, there are plenty of other. There are plenty of others. The other plan. The other possible plan is to get into voice acting. Uh, I know someone who's in that industry and uh, said, I have the, I have the voice for it. She said, I have the gumption and the determination and the grit to do it. That's just not a, a good sign. If anyone says a career that involves gumption, grit and determination, <laughs> if you have that, that means like, that means like this is, it, it just doesn't jump mean, into the fray, right? It doesn't. It's not a good sign. It's not like, oh, dude, this is a really great, stable career, and you know, you kind of get into it. I think you have the. It's basically someone saying you're you willing to be miserable, goblin. <laughs> yeah, along this path. Yeah, it's like yeah, okay. basically you're willing. You seem like the type of person that can tolerate misery. Uh huh. Tolerate? I'm losing my mind. Sure. I. Uh, I mean, I am. I am that person. I live in a room right now. It's eight feet by eight feet. Uh, the people that I live with are half raccoon, half people. I told you this yesterday. I feel like they uh, they don't want to turn the heat on in the apartment because it costs money. So the other day it was uh, 20 degrees outside and it was 20 degrees inside. And I could see my breath in my own living room. I would wash my hands and the water would evaporate off of my hands in really? the living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they get all their food from uh, Dumpsters? one of those charities that like takes food that Trader Joe's doesn't think is good enough to sell to their customers, but not quite bad enough to throw away. So a lot of like aged out avocados or uh, expired pies. Gee, dude, these are these are people like these all these raccoon people. They need mm-hmm. to move to Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they only knew, that's, we gotta make. That's the thing. It's like these towns don't want you. Like New York City, it's like, dude, there's a town that like you can live in. It's basically these people defying defying new york to say like no it's cool i can live here it's fine i you can't tell me what to do it's like you're eating moldy avocados and pumpkin pies every night for dinner like go to cincinnati and like eat turkey sandwiches go out to eat live like a king you know live like a king in cincinnati yeah go to kroger pay a hundred dollars and fill your (laughs) sedan Yes. To the brim with groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of exercise, though. It doesn't promote exercise, Cincinnati. 
That's whatever. The dad bod happens so quick out there. Yeah, I mean... I've lost so much weight since I got back here. Oh, man. nice. Yeah, congratulations. And then I started gaining weight. I started gaining weight in muscle. What's up? That is what's up. I need you... Joe, you are, you are a swole man. Mm-hmm. You're yoked and you've, you've done your reps and you, you, know how to, you know how to get strong. I might need your help at some point because I'm just like, uh, I have very powerful legs right now. Mm-hmm. And, my, and my upper body, body is uh, disproportionately thin. Okay. Like I'm doing all right. I, have some, I got some tone going. I'm starting to see a little bit of a six pack, but it's just like, the disparity between upper body and lower body is strange. I look like I stole a stronger man's legs. Yeah. Yeah. That's biker body. It's biker body. That's what it is. Yeah. I can, uh, I'll, I'll come up with an anecdotal experience, upper body workout, uh, and share it on the website. Uh-huh. Um, can you have like, uh, upper, uh, anecdotal experience, uh, athletic team? No, no, I'll do, I'll make shorts. I'll make a, I'll make a, uh, athletic line. Shorts. Yeah. I like that. Like little shorts. Like yoga pants, all the, the, the whole thing, track suits and all that. With your, with your face on the butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my butt, but it's the green ooze coming out. I'm editing that out. All right. What do you, all right. What's the, uh, I'll tell you, we'll end this and then I'll tell you what to do for your workout. Um, Great. what's a, can you, do you want to, do you have a takeaway or something? A takeaway. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, there's no such thing as time. I heard that recently. Okay. I don't know if it's true. Uh, live in the moment, I guess. Good. And trying to remind myself to do that. Trying to trying to live for now. Trying to keep keep hoping. You know, don't let hope die. Hope floats. Cool. None of this, none of this is helpful though. None of this is like what I want to say. I like it. I don't know. Hey, how about this? You know what? I'll tell you a story because this is the anecdotal experience. I'll tell you a story about something that happened to me last week. Go on. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Go for it. So, uh, the nice thing about background acting is sometimes you get like an early morning call. You show up to some warehouse in the middle of Brooklyn at 630 in the morning. You uh, put on clothes that uh, people in Hollywood think a raver would wear. You dance around in a club and then you go home at noon. So you have the whole rest of the day to yourself. So I got off work after doing that last week and uh, I'm riding my bike home. And as I'm riding my bike home, I'm like weaving in between cars and I come up to this intersection and it's a two way street, but there are two cars facing into the intersection, one in one going the correct way and one going the wrong way. And I go in between the cars as, and as I come through, I see that there's a crowd of people and they're all staring at two guys. And the two guys are, uh, a young, uh, muscular dude holding an old Indian man against the hood of a car by the throat. And this dude 
is just saying, I'll kill you. I'll fucking kill you. And I was like, holy shit. It's like, what is, what is happening here? And I stop my bike and I'll watch it for a second. I'm trying to figure out, did this old Indian man like slap a woman's ass or do something that like deserves to yeah. uh, have him punished in this way? Or is this dude just like flipping out and I'm watching and he's holding him against the hood of a car and people are watching, taking videos with their phones, calling the police, but no one's doing anything. And I'm assessing and I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And the guy starts yelling and he says, I run into buildings. I run into burning buildings and I save kids. I'll fucking kill you. And I was like, oh, this, this man is losing his mind. This is a firefighter with PTSD and he's either on drugs or just so fucked up about his life that he's having an episode. And he got into a fender bender with this guy, a cab driver, an old Indian cab driver. And he's holding him by the throat against the car and he's choking him. Yeah. And the guy's eyes are bulging out of his head. Oh, really? And no one is doing anything. Okay. So I park my bike and I hop off and I start walking up to the dude. Uh, and someone says, yo, don't touch that guy. He'll turn on you. And I stopped and I was like, oh, shit, this guy could flip out. This guy could turn and I could be the guy held against the hood of the car. Yeah. So I waited and I'm just like assessing the situation a little bit more. And uh, I see the the guy who's held against the hood of the car and a woman starts walking closer and she says i called the cops they'll be here soon but she stops and she won't get any closer and he reaches out and he gasps out the word help me i'm like holy fuck now i have to do something and the firefighter brings up his arm and he punches the dude in the ribs and oh, yelps god dude and i and i just like whipped around behind him and i put my arm behind his elbow so that i could lock it behind his back and keep him from hitting him again uh and i was able to stop him from hitting the guy uh for just like 30 seconds until the cops got there i was like pulling him back pulling him off trying to get him to like loosen his grip on this guy's throat uh and eventually he did he saw the cops coming and he's like all right and he like put his hands up uh, it was like, I, I'm in the fire department. You know the game. He kept saying that. He kept saying that to the cops. You know this game. I can't go to jail, man. I'm a firefighter. I run into burning buildings. You know the game. And then the Indian man is walking around crying, holding oh, his neck, man. holding his ribs where the guy punched him. And then other people start fighting. People who are watching the fight start fighting with each other about nothing. What? about nothing because everyone's so wound up about it but there were so many people there were so many people there joey and no one did anything no one people called the cops sure that's a way to do something he didn't turn on you when you grabbed his he arm he didn't he didn't turn on he me continued he was so to focused choke the man he continued to hold him against the hood of the car with one hand while i had his other arm oh dude that's bumming me uh, out, man. <laughs> It should bum you out. It should bum you out because nobody, nobody fucking stood up and did anything because they were too worried about themselves. Right. To, to stand in between a monster and a poor old dude. Yeah. Uh, and I told, uh, I told this girl uh, that I'm dating about it. And she said, like, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that because he could have turned on you. Right. Uh, but that's just like not the way I want to live my life. I don't want to live my life being the person who uh, comes across dangerous situations and like hedges my bets 
and stains down in the name of safety. Uh, I don't know, dude, I just gotta, I just gotta stick my snoot into everything, you know? Like, I gotta hope, I gotta hope that if I was the old Indian man being held against the hood of a car, that someone would step up and at the very least stop me from getting punched in the ribs a second time. Yeah. That's all I really did. I didn't do that much. I just saved him maybe like one more cracked rib than he already had. Right. That's life life in the big city. But you know what, though? You know what kind of the sick thing is, too? Is that added excitement to my life. Yeah. Uh, uh... (laughs) No, I mean, for sure, though. It is like, what are you doing with your life if you're not helping helpless people you know if like if you're if you're encountering situations where i'm like in a man that is clearly powerless in a situation is being choked and could potentially die and he's getting mm-hmm. his rib punched if you're like better stay out of that it's like what are you doing what are you doing yeah. what do you uh, the rest of it's just like are you just in survival mode like oh i just make sure i don't i don't die like mm. Dude, that's mm-hmm. well, good, good, dude. That's that's good. I'm glad you did that. I don't know. Not to not to toot my own horn about it, you know. Like yeah, sure. I could have jumped in there earlier or something, but uh, I think that's just like if I if I want to have something to say to people, that's <laughs> like a moral lesson. I guess it's um, uh, do the right thing when the opportunity presents itself, um, because you can't rely on somebody else to do it. So maybe no one else will. So, I don't know. That's a good take. You got for other members of the, your, your community. That's so. a good takeaway, but I have to ask, like, what, did you figure out what the situation was after? They got into a fender bender. I think that the, uh, the firefighter, maybe the cab driver stopped short or something, but oh. the firefighter rear-ended the cab driver and then... Uh, got they got out of their cars and got into an argument and uh i came up in the middle of the argument when it had turned violent already so uh, the cops came they cleared out the intersection uh they put the guy in the cop car which guy both guys or no no the indian man was still like limping around going oh my ribs yeah you know? oh, i bet dude i would have been i, I mean man Sure, your ribs hurt, and then also it's like, dude, you almost died, man. Yeah, yeah. He thought he was going to die. Yeah, I saw it. People do die. Yeah, dude. When you don't have oxygen, you die. <laughs> That's how it works. Weird man. thing about oxygen. You need it. You need oxygen. You need water. You need shelter. You need food. We're so needy. Yeah. I wish it was less needy. I hate needing food. Oh. I'm into it. Food? I like food. It's an excuse. It's like, hey, I, got, I need it. Be about Not to my thing. Fat fuck. An inconvenience. Eating is an inconvenience to me. Uh, I definitely, like, I'm, I'm taking it seriously now. I do it when I'm supposed to now, and I make sure that I'm, like, getting the nutrients that I need for my body to grow or heal or whatever continue to function at a relatively high level but it's just like oh i gotta make so much more money just to be able to eat yeah and you need you need your strength to save poor indian men yes being strangled thank you trader <laughs> thank you trader joe's yeah 
for all that chicken. All right. Well, good takeaway. We got to wrap this beach up. So do it. Say do goodbye. It, it. Say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, Joey's audience. Thank you for having me. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening, Dad. Bye. Bye, Dad. Bye.